Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Allie. And I'm Cressy. And you've tuned into part two of our breakdown on Taylor's relationship with Kim and Kanye. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go ahead and do that. But wait. We left things off in part one on the night of July 17th, 2016, when Kim posted a Snapchat recording of what sounded like Taylor saying she approved of the Made That Bitch Famous line from Kanye's song Famous, featured on his album, The Life of Pablo. Seriously, if you haven't listened to part one yet, pause. Go check it out. Because we go into the release of the song, Taylor's reaction, Kim's reaction to Taylor's reaction, the release of the video, all of those reactions, we unpack all of that. It's a lot. You're going to need it. You need it. Trust us. So we're going to start things off in this episode a little differently because of how quickly things moved the night of Sunday, July 17th, 2016. We're going to break it down by the hour, which will make sense soon. So at exactly 9.53 Eastern, Kim tweets, Do you guys follow me on Snapchat? You really should. Just for clarity's sake, all the times we give on this timeline are going to be in Eastern. So she had just posted the edited Snapchat video of Taylor making it seem like Taylor approved Kanye's song, which ultimately makes Taylor look like the bad guy since she openly spoke out about being against it afterwards. But immediately after Kim tweets this out, the internet basically implodes, specifically Twitter. Suddenly, hashtag Taylor Swift is over party and hashtag Kim exposed Taylor is trending worldwide and pretty much every single tweet is attacking Taylor and is genuinely celebrating this public shaming. Like people were actually gleeful. And just to pipe in really quickly, the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party first appeared three days earlier actually, when there was a bit of a downfall with Taylor and Calvin on Twitter. Calvin was tweeting about the song they wrote together. This is what you came for. It was like this whole thing. That allegedly, according to my receipts, <laughs> that's when we first started to see that hashtag, but it didn't take off worldwide until this situation with Kim a few days later. So this was all happening in like one week. We won't go into the whole Calvin thing, maybe another episode for another day. It's really not that interesting, but yeah. Back to you, Allie. So in an article that collected all of the most popular tweets from this night that was filled with the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party, an article said for the first time in history, everyone was actually on Kim's side. <laughs> no yes. one has ever been on Kim Kardashian's side like they were on that night. So let's just say a lot of things are happening on social media in between Kim K's initial post of the video and when Taylor responds to it at midnight. One of the more notable things that were happening was a little conflict between the two Chloe's, Chloe Kardashian that is, and Chloe Grace Moretz. So just to give a little information on who Chloe Grace Moretz is, she is an actress. She's fairly popular. She has some really good movies. She starred in Carrie. She starred alongside Zac Efron in Neighbors. But at this specific point in time, Chloe Grace Moretz is only 19. This is important. 
So at some point before midnight, before Taylor has a chance to respond or while she's forming her response, Chloe Grace Moretz tweets a statement about what's going on. I just want to say there's a typo in this tweet, but I'm going to read it verbatim. I think you can figure it out. Okay, quote, everyone in this industry needs to get their heads out of a hole and look around to realize what's actually happening in the real world. Stop wasting your voice on something so petulant and unimportant, end quote. This tweet has since been deleted, but was tweeted before Taylor's statement. After this, Khloe Kardashian immediately responds with a tweet of two photos side by side. The first, it's obviously Khloe Grace Moretz in a reddish bikini. It's obviously her, it has her full face. And then the other is the backside of a girl wearing the same kind of bikini. She's on a piggyback of a guy and... There's a little bit of asshole hanging out. Just gotta throw it out there. We're not really, we didn't zoom in. We're not for sure, but it's not a flattering picture to say the least. And Khloe Kardashian captions these two side-by-side photos. Is this the a-hole you're referring to at Khloe G. Moretz? Question mark, question mark, question mark. We find out later that this wasn't actually Khloe Grace Moretz asshole, but she posted a picture of a 19-year-old asshole and tagged them in it. Let's let that sink in. Like, I'm glad it wasn't Chloe, but this obviously is some other young lady. <laughs> this is a real photo. And it's still, everyone's going to think it's Chloe Grace Moretz asshole. It's still incredibly embarrassing for Chloe to have this picture out and have everyone think it's your asshole when you're famous and you're an actress and you're in movies. So very quickly after this whole shenanigan happens, Ruby Rose replies to Chloe Kardashian, Quote, yo, Chloe, I thought you were rad when I met you, but this is awful. And this is a 19 year old girl, end quote. Very true. After this, Chloe Moretz tweets, quote, fact check. First photo is me filming my movie Neighbors 2. The second photo is some girl who was wrongfully photographed, end quote. And then after that, Chloe attached a photo of herself from that day showing her wearing a pair of blue bikini bottoms, not red ones. So not only is Khloe Kardashian trying to post a picture of a 19-year-old's asshole, it's not even her asshole. She's framing the asshole to be someone that it's not. And then Khloe Kardashian responds, quote, refrain from commenting on my family and our business, and I will do the same. And then in the second tweet, Khloe Kardashian says, quote, I'm the last person to bully but have an animal instinct to protect and defend my family, end quote. How is... Posting a picture of an asshole, like, defending the honor of your family. If anything, that's just dragging it even more through the mud. It's posting a picture of someone nude against their will. And, like, the worst photo that you could ever imagine being taken of yourself. And Khloe Kardashian is tweeting it. And it's not even Khloe Grace Moretz. I feel bad for whoever that girl is. She probably knows who she is. She probably knows that's her asshole. Thank God her face isn't shown. And now her asshole is all over the internet because everyone's saying it's Chloe Grace Moretz. I'm sure all of her friends, family know that it was actually her. Chloe Kardashian harmed two girls that day that were completely innocent. And Chloe Grace Moretz's tweet before that point was not even that derogatory towards the Kardashians. It didn't directly mention anything at all. It was a subtweet, if anything. Like she didn't tag anyone in it. I mean, there was even a spelling error, so it's not like she really thought this went out. <laughs> and honestly, I love Khloe Kardashian, but after seeing this, I don't know. It definitely, definitely puts things 
in a different, very weird, creepy blight. But now, Cressy, why don't you talk a little bit about how Taylor responds? Yeah, so now on our timeline, we're at midnight, so it's technically the 18th. A lot of news stories will still refer to this as the 17th because it depends on the time zone you're in, but remember, we're in Eastern. So she has this statement. It's a screenshot of the iPhone Notes app, and she posts this on Instagram and Twitter. Here's the statement. Here we go. Quote, Where is the video of Kanye telling me he was going to call me that bitch in his song? It doesn't exist because it never happened. You don't get to control someone's emotional response to being called that bitch in front of the entire world. Of course I wanted to like the song. I wanted to believe Kanye when he told me that I would love the song. I wanted us to have a friendly relationship. He promised to play the song for me, but he never did. While I wanted to be supportive of Kanye on the phone call, you cannot approve a song you've never heard. Being falsely painted as a liar when I was never given the full story or played any part of the song is character assassination. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative, one that I have never asked to be a part of since 2009, end quote. And the caption of the tweet and the Instagram post says, that moment when Kanye West secretly records your phone call, then can post it on the internet. She got a lot of backlash from this. I remember a lot of people kind of ridiculed the whole, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. But I mean, what else are you going to do in that point? She wanted to defend herself. Well, and people looked at it even closer. And the screenshot... You can see the search link in the upper left corner of the notes app, meaning that she searched for this post. That only pops up if you search for something in your notes app. So it looks like Taylor had written this beforehand. So why is this weird? Well, to me, it it makes sense that Taylor would have a ton of notes in her notes app. She probably spent a lot of time crafting this response. She probably had a ton of other stuff that she was drafting, like song lyrics. Maybe this inspired a song in those two (laughs) hours that she quickly wrote. She probably has a ton of notes happening in her notes app. But things get fishier. When you zoom into this screenshot, there's something there above the search button (laughs) yeah there's some faint text you can just barely see and in the ios version of that time don't know how it is now my iphone is on dark mode right now and i tried it out mine doesn't do this but apparently at this time whenever you scroll down in the notes app the text just faded into darkness basically like it didn't just like cut off when you scrolled like you would do in a word document yeah And people blew this up, zoomed in, and it says it doesn't exist. Hmm. What does that mean? What doesn't exist? So people take this to mean that this was written well in advance because she actually had to search this and then she had to scroll some to get to this specific statement. To me, it kind of seems like she wrote multiple statements and was kind of writing in a free form just to clear out her thoughts, which smart thing to do. She was probably incredibly furious angry that this happened yeah but people did take this to be calculated and constructed obviously to me the only weird part is the fact that she didn't separate that portion like when you finally get to that post that you really want to post and you really want it crafted well why would it just be a subsection of a bigger note exactly you know you would probably want it in a separate note so that's the one thing but i don't i don't think it was written like days weeks months in advance but it definitely i can see why people are suspicious about this i'm a little suspicious and chloe grace moretz was not the only celebrity to react to this so selena gomez you know Taylor, OG, BFF, at 12.31 a.m., so... So, like, six minutes after 
the statement. This is all happening so fast. I mean, Taylor and Selena were probably texting. I mean, they had to be. There's no way Selena wouldn't have reacted and texted. I'm sure Taylor's phone was blowing up. There's no way it wasn't. Um, But Selena tweets at 1231, minutes after Taylor's statement, quote, there are more important things to talk about, dot, dot, dot. Why can't people use their voice for something that fucking matters? End quote. Yikes. Selena dropping the F-bomb. So that started hashtag Selena Gomez's overparty. Snooki tweets around 2 a.m. with a gif of her from her Jersey Shore days running. And she says, quote, okay, I'm up. Bouncing around all these parties. Hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party. Hashtag Selena Gomez is over party. End quote. All right, Snooki. Thanks for your little excerpt there. Also at 2 a.m., Martha Hunt tweets, quote, It's pathetic how quick our culture is to sensationalize a fabricated story, dot, dot, end quote. Truth! We should also point out that Martha and Selena were both on Taylor's shirt, and look what you made me do at the end. Yeah, wait, was there any tweet from Carly Kloss during this? No, there (laughs) fucking wasn't. And I don't want to curse that much on this podcast because I know it's lowbrow comedy. And we're already explicit. (laughs) But it wasn't there. It wasn't there. So let's talk about how Miss Americana covers this. Miss Americana, as many of you probably know if you're listening to a podcast about Taylor Swift, is a documentary produced by Netflix that came out this year in January of 2020. So there's a specific section in the documentary about 30 minutes in where it shows that before the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party happened, the media was starting to take a bit of a turn. And I think this is something that a lot of us are familiar with around this time beforehand. Like there was a lot of scrutiny around Taylor Swift's dating life and things like that. Like Taylor was already kind of under fire She'd been on top of her game for a long time at this point. You know, she was past the whole America's sweetheart, country star, infatuation stage of everyone loving her when she first broke out. She was a woman now. She's a woman now. She's been around for a while. Obviously, the way that our culture works, people start to hate people that they see on top. People were getting really annoyed with Taylor. So in Miss Americana, there is a section of just basically, it's a montage of different reporters saying different things about Taylor Swift as the media started to take a turn against her. So a reporter for Fox News literally says, I think that there's plenty of annoying women. I I, I think that Taylor Swift, she is annoying. I think there's plenty of annoying women. This was a female reporter saying this, by the way. Imagine being a woman and being that inherently misogynistic to even think I think that there's plenty of annoying women like I feel sorry for this woman and I'm glad we don't know her name because I would call her out immediately like what that is so sad I really hope that you have sought help since this happened then there's a clip of paparazzi following her and the paparazzi literally screams at Taylor lock and load boys yo Taylor you fucked him Taylor Okay. My personal standout moment from this is Chloe Melas Maza. She literally went to Auburn. I met her. She basically went to New York and got this like cool career in entertainment news. She showed up in this documentary and she literally says that Taylor Swift is going through guys like a train. Chloe, come on. That's just not journalism. The fact that she was willing to say that on national TV made me view her completely differently. We all make mistakes, but come on. Let's learn from them and let's grow from here. We don't claim you anymore, Chloe. There are no war eagles from us here. 
<laughs> the documentary then gets to the phone call with Kanye West. And just like the section that Ali just talked about, it also has more news clips to kind of tell the story from the point of the view of if you were just looking up news articles. So then it gets to a clip on The View where they're talking about this. And this woman, I don't recognize her, but she said, I don't buy the story that she was so insulted by that one line. I think she saw an opportunity to be victimized here and she thought everybody was going to get on her side. And then it shows the concert of Kanye in 2016 where it's the crowd shouting fuck Taylor Swift over and over after the I made that bitch famous line. Then the screen shows all these articles that came out following this. So these are article titles, but I'm just going to I'm just going to spell them out. I'm just going to give them to you. Vice, Taylor Swift isn't like other celebrities. She's worse. <laughs> the Guardian, Taylor Swift's downfall, what the online celebrations really say. In touch, Taylor Swift, all caps, liar, exclamation point. Fed up friends and exes expose her deepest secrets. And by exes, they mean Calvin Harris. BuzzFeed, how Taylor Swift played the victim for a decade and made her entire career. To say that Taylor Swift made her career out of playing the victim, it devalues everything she did. Yeah, and Taylor is correct when she said she would like to be excluded from this narrative. She did not ask to be the victim when Kanye stormed her stage. That's what started this all. He started this all. He started the whole victim complex that the media painted her as. And I feel like Kanye, like, after that, just kind of got, like, obsessed with it, you know? Like, he got so much backlash from that that he just has not let Taylor go since then. Um, And then I'm just going to read a couple of social media tweets. These were all on Miss Americana. None of them show the user, and they shouldn't. So I'm just going to read them just like they were in Miss Americana. So here we go. Taylor stands. This might be hard for you. Maybe grab a couple tissues. Maybe (laughs) punch a couple walls. First tweet. Let's go. Quote, all caps, I hate Taylor Swift and I'm proud AF. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. End quote. Next tweet. Quote, if I never hear another Taylor Swift song, I'd be pretty happy. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. End quote. Next tweet. Quote, hashtag Taylor Swift is over party. Just because she has tons of awards and money that can't change an ugly personality. End quote. Next tweet, quote, Taylor Swift is overrated, hashtag Taylor Swift is over party, end quote. Next tweet, quote, this is the one I hate the most. Now that hashtag Taylor Swift is over party is a thing, can we finally accept that Kanye did make her famous, end quote. No, he didn't. And then a magazine title that probably bothers me the most is You Magazine. I've never heard of them, but they, I guess, had this article and they titled it, quote, a talent to annoy, end quote. So in the documentary about all of this is happening, there is a voiceover by Taylor. And this is so heartbreaking. I'm going to read it because uh, if I was subject to hearing it and crying, you all should cry about it too. She goes, when people decided I was wicked and evil and conniving and not a good person, that was the one that I really couldn't bounce back from because my whole life was centered around it. Hashtag Taylor Swift is over party was the number one trend on Twitter worldwide. Do you know how many people have to be tweeting that they hate you for that to happen? We're people who got into this line of work because we wanted people to like us because we were intrinsically insecure because we liked the sound of people clapping because it made us forget how much we feel like we're not good enough. And I've been doing this for 15 years and it's just, 
I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of the just, it just feels like it's more than music now at this point. And just most days I'm like, okay. But then sometimes I'm just like, it just gets too loud sometimes, end quote. (sighs) And then pretty quickly after, she continues, quote, when people fall out of love with you, there's nothing you can do to make them change their mind. They just don't love you anymore. I just wanted to disappear. Nobody physically saw me for a year. And that was what I thought they wanted, end quote. This probably shouldn't be my first thought, but the first thing that came to my mind, if I'm being honest, is how this line hits like it should be a song lyric because it it's just so relatable. When people fall out of love with you, there's nothing you can do to make them change their mind. They just don't love mm-hmm. you anymore. It's poetic. That's an insanely good line, and that's universally relatable. After this day, we don't really hear or see Taylor again for a year. It startled me. She drops off the face of the earth. Here's what we know what happened in the rest of 2016 and the first half of 2017 before Rep comes out. And, you know, if you need a reminder from our Carly episode, that's when her and Carly's friendship ended too, which can also hurt someone. The end of a Mm -hmm. best friendship. So in the rest of 2016, just like we mentioned in our Carly Kloss episode, Better Man comes out. It's sung by Little Big Town, not Sugarland. Shout out Carrie Rae. Thanks for noticing that. Also in 2016, I Don't Want to Live Forever with Zayn comes out for the Fifty Shades of Grey movie that comes out that year. Instagram, nothing for that whole year. The only two posts for that entire year are to promote Lord's album and Haim's album. Now we're in February 2017, the pre-Super Bowl concert. She sings two songs and you guessed it, it's Better Man and I Don't Want to Live Forever. We do want to note that she had a deal with DirecTV at this time, so I believe she was contractually obligated to do so. Then in March of 2017, Ed Sheeran makes a little slip in an interview, and he says that Taylor probably would release an album at the end of the year. Ed. Silly Ed. Okay, and then in April, Entertainment Tonight reported she is in Nashville working on new music. So we're starting to get little rumblings. You know, Taylor's starting to emerge. For the first time in a while. We were just shocked. We were like, where is she? Is she ever going to come back? And, you know, we're starting to get little tastes. Yeah, little tastes of what was to come. Emphasis on the... In May, People Magazine releases an exclusive edition, and it is a inside Taylor Swift's conscious choice to disappear and focus on her new music. A few days later, Us Weekly came out with Taylor, why she disappeared. Probably need to note that this is in all caps. Because <laughs> honestly, that's how we were all feeling at that time. Uh, the subtitle for this was, quote, After bad breakups, fan backlash, and a feud with Kim Ye, Swift went into hiding. But now she's planning a big comeback. Hell yeah. A few days after that, the UK Sun comes out with a story titled, Taylor's Brit on the Sly... Taylor Swift has secret Brit actor boyfriend Joe Alwyn and the pair have been dating for months. Just a button. That's the exact title. Yeah, it's worded that weirdly. <laughs> and that if that didn't get you all hot and bothered. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love Joe Alwyn. Oh, you're the best. Okay. So in this article that was worded so weirdly, it talks about how they've been secretly dating and that Taylor's been renting an apartment in London and wearing wigs to be disguised. Did Burnett Taylor make a comeback from You Belong With Me music video? 
it's possible. An excerpt from this says, quote, Taylor has flown in via private jets and her security has made it a military-like mission to prevent her from being seen. Also from the article from The Sun, it says, quote, but after what happened with Tom Hiddleston, they were determined to keep it quiet, end quote. Yeah, makes sense. I, I, I get it, yeah. I mean, but I also just think Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift, kind of weird. Just yeah. wasn't ever meant to be. But it really seems like things are picking up right now. What what else is going on, Allie? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen next? Taylor's on Spotify. She did this on the same day Katy Perry's album came out. And honestly, who was listening to Katy Perry that day after that? Probably no one. Anyway, let's continue. So in August... Oh boy, here's where things get good. The judge rules in favor of Taylor Swift during her sexual assault trial. Woohoo. She asked for $1. She got that $1. You go, Glenn Coco. Why do I always want to say that on this podcast? All right, on August 18th, she goes dark on social media. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, everything gone. Deleted. And you probably know that we've talked about this before. Cressy was in rush. She noticed immediately. Yes. I just wanted to see the pictures of all the like muffins and cupcakes and cats on her feed and I couldn't anymore. Then on August 21st, a Monday, literally no one knows what's happening. The internet is freaking out. Then she posts what looks like the end of a snake. That's it. That's it. On the 22nd, the very next day, another scaly photo. We still really can't tell what it is, but you know, people are more confident that it's a snake at this point. On the 23rd, it's a Wednesday. It all comes together. She posts the final picture, making it all align on her Instagram grid, showing that this is the same video that's just been split into three squares. The last photo is a snake striking. Damn. Mic drop. Let's effing go. Then, Look What You Made Me Do comes out. It comes out as a song before it comes out as a video. And I just have to say, as a Taylor fan, when Look What You Made Me Do comes out, everyone goes, is this that I'm Too Sexy song? (laughs) The I'm Too Sexy guy, he's actually credited as a songwriter on Look What You Made Me Do. And I have to say, when it first came out, and you know that I'm a big Reputation Era fan, and when and I love Look What You Made Me Do, but when the song first came out, I was a little confused. I Oh, really? No, yeah. Like, I remember listening to it on my couch in Creekside in college, and I was like, huh. I was not about to say anything negative, but I was just, it was a solid, oh. I'll, I'll tell you where I was when this happened, because I won't All forget right, let's it. Hear it. It was syllabus week at Auburn University. It was a Thursday night. And I was in 1716, a bar, and 11 p.m. the song comes out because I'm in Central Time. The song came out midnight, Eastern Time. I went into the bathroom, I got in a stall, whipped out my phone, and I played that mofo out loud, and it blew my mind. <laughs> Four days later, the music video premieres at the VMAs, 10 days after she goes dark on social media. When the video came out, it made everything make sense. It made that whole year all that pain of not seeing Taylor for a year go away. And honestly, the video makes the song make sense. In my mind, I feel like they had the video in mind while they were writing the song. And they were like, this is everything we want to do. There's so much symbolism. Let's let's get into it. Let me unpack yeah, it. Let's go. Here's a summary of the video. We begin in a graveyard. It says, here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. Meanwhile, let's just take a note that this is happening live television. 
Mm-hmm. So just imagine little Cressy sitting on her couch in Auburn, Alabama, and I see here lies Taylor Swift's reputation on a grave pop up on my screen. Holy <gasps> shit, I've already lost my mind and we're only one second in. What happens next? A zombie Taylor comes out of the grave. What? She is wearing her blue dress from the Out of the Woods music video. I guess she's finally out of the woods. And there's also a quick flash of Taylor and the 2014 Met Gala dress that she wore. It's pink. Uh, notably, mm-hmm. she went to that Met Gala and got ready with it with Carly Kloss, but that's for a previous episode. Uh, there's a lot of other symbolism that involves Calvin Harris. We're not going to get into it. But the lyrics... I don't like your little games, don't like your tilted stage, the role you made me play of the fool, no, I don't like you. So we already know that this is about Kanye, right? Like, like we let's just like go ahead and establish that, right? But I think it's important to also note that Kanye did have a tilted stage <laughs> in his tour. Obviously, this is a jab at him. And then the role that he made her play, he did make her play a role multiple times. We've already touched on this. He made her play the role of the victim when he stormed Mm -hmm. on the stage. And then when this whole shit came out, he made her play the role of the snake. And then we get to the bathtub scene. So Taylor Swift is bathing in diamonds in a bathtub that cost over $10 million. (laughs) This is critiquing people who consider Taylor's money hungry. There's also a $1 in this scene. I feel like we need a whole episode on packing this. I'm just going to quickly run through this. But there's a $1 that's referencing the sexual assault case. I have to say... A lot of people took this as a hit at Kim Kardashian for getting robbed in a bathtub. I'll explain why I don't think it is. I think it is unfortunate, but I think it shows that she is aware that the public views her as this calculated bitch who's just looking for the money, looking for the fame. And then we see the $1. So then that also points to the argument of like, why is Taylor Swift even suing this guy for literally sexually assaulting her? Why is she even suing him? Like she doesn't need the money. That's what this symbolizes to me. If this, if the $1 bill had not been there, then I would be, that is very shady. I do not like that. That was obviously very traumatic for Kim that she was in a bathtub while she was being robbed. Totally get that. But just the $1 being there, I do believe that this is a complete reference to the sexual assault case. Because I, I couldn't imagine Taylor being so insensitive about that, but it no. did seem so blatant that it was it was a very unfortunate oversight. So moving on, we get to Taylor. She's sitting on a gold throne. She's in a red dress. I've recreated this outfit. Maybe I'll post it. It's really good. It was one of my best uh, Taylor recreation looks. I had a purse shaped like a teacup. So Taylor, she's on her gold throne wearing this red dress. She's holding a teacup and snakes are pouring her a glass of tea. This is where the snakes come in. Because everyone called her a snake during the Taylor Swift is over party. It was everywhere. It blew her shit up after Kim posted those things. Yes, she had to turn off her Instagram comments because people were just commenting snake emojis. And what's really interesting to me, we haven't mentioned Kendall Jenner too much into this, but what's interesting is Taylor, she's in this luxurious red gown. It's long. She's got the T. She's got her legs crossed. Her left leg is over her right leg. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have pointed out that this looks like a picture of Kendall Jenner that she has posted where her legs are crossed the same way. She's not wearing red. She's wearing, it looks like, I don't know if it's a gown. It kind of looks like a, like a satin, um, like rope or something, but it is, Mm -hmm. it's like floor length. Her legs are crossed. She's on the phone and it's captioned tea time. What's happening in this scene? Taylor is getting a, a cup of tea poured by snakes. It's, a, it's an interesting 
it's an interesting take and it's an interesting spin on something that's subtle but still makes a huge statement at the same time. Yeah. So then there's this scene where a lot of people think is about Katy Perry for sure, but she is in a car crash and she's holding a bunch of Grammys and there's paparazzi flashes. And a lot of people, including me, takes this to be a nod to the 2009 VMAs because it's people just glorifying this terrible moment, just like taking pictures while she's on stage. Like no one stepped in to stop that from happening. She she was just on stage while he grabs the mic and this all happens and it, like the cameras just keep going. So let's jump ahead to the Tower of Taylors. We've talked about this before, but Taylor is standing on a mountain of literal like old Taylors. Like it's actually her. Like if you look in the filming of this, it's like stand-ins and they like put her face on top of it. But in the video, it's old Taylors wearing old outfits. They're fighting each other. It's this giant mountain of them. And the current Taylor standing on top of it wearing a jumpsuit that says rep. And it's in front of a T, a capital T, kind of like a, a cross, crucifixion, uh, mm-hmm. some symbolism going on there. Definitely. And then the lyrics are, I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. And then her arms fly out and all the old Taylors fall. And then it goes, I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. And then boom, (laughs) the beat comes back. Well, anyway, this is a total reference to Taylor Swift's overparty and R.I.P. Taylor Swift. Because someone killed her reputation. So let's get to the ending when the song ends. Music video's not over. It's a line of Taylors standing up and they take a bow for their performance. And there's another Taylor in the background spray painting reputation onto this plane. And here's the conversation that occurs. I'm going to start it with the Taylor that says it. Try to keep up. <laughs> you belong with me, Taylor. You guys! Zombie Taylor. Stop making that surprise face. It's so annoying. Shake it off, Taylor. Yeah, you can't possibly be that surprised all the time. Snake Taylor hisses. Dancing fishnet tights Taylor, pointing to zombie Taylor. What's with that bitch? Zombie Taylor. Don't call me that. Bejeweled guitar Taylor. (laughs) Y'all. Top hat red Taylor. Oh, stop acting like you're so nice. You are so fake. Bejeweled guitar Taylor starts crying. She's like, oh, oh, oh. Motorcycle Taylor. Oh, there she goes, playing the victim again. Snake Taylor hisses again. Met Gala Taylor. What are you doing? Cheetah Print Taylor. Typing on phone. Getting receipts. Gonna edit this later. 2009 VMAs Taylor. Clutching award and holding microphone. Um, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. All Taylors at once, holding hands over their ears. Shut up! Should I go into acting? That was beautiful. It's important that I said it all because there are so many important lines in this, especially with the stop making that surprise face. That's a reference to her at award shows being surprised. You could even point to that happening at the VMAs, the 2009 ones, where she wins. She's surprised. And then Kanye storms the stage. And then what's with that bitch? Don't call me that. Obviously, that's a reference to famous. And mm-hmm. stop acting like you're so nice. You are so fake. That's everyone who ever celebrated hashtag Taylor Swift's over party and then oh there she goes playing the victim again so that's literally something Kim Kardashian said in a GQ interview that we said in our part one episode direct quote playing the victim <sighs> and then getting receipts gonna edit this later that's totally pointing to the phone call being recorded and gonna edit this later editing it to make it sound like Taylor is in the wrong this entire scene 
is so beautiful and important and every single syllable of it matters and I'm glad I got to talk through it. I'm happy you got that off your chest. Reputation comes out that November. In This Is Why We Can't Have a Nice Things, Taylor says, quote, it was so nice to be friends again. There I was giving you a second chance, but then you stabbed me in the back while shaking my hand. And therein lies the issue. Friends don't try to trick you, get you on the phone and mind twist you. Truth. And so I took an ax to a mended fence. It was nice. They were friends again. She introduced him at the Video Vanguard Award. She gave him a second chance. Then another line that was pretty obvious was, but I'm not the only friend you've lost lately. If only you weren't so shady jay-z beyonce when's the last time they've been seen together not for a while huh kanye so kanye really ridiculed jay-z and beyonce after they didn't visit after kim got robbed in the bathtub in paris and so on and we really don't hear a whole lot about it beyonce and jay-z are pretty private but we can kind of fill in the blanks it just seems like they're not really friends anymore like we know from our previous episode, Jay-Z was a huge part of Kanye's big break. They collaborated more than once. So another song from Reputation Era that has to do with Kanye. Let's talk about I Did Something Bad. And this will be the last one I mentioned. There's multiple songs that could be about Kanye, but let's just talk about a few lines. I never trust a narcissist. If Kanye hasn't been called a narcissist like 5,100 times in the media, half of those from my mouth. So I never trust a narcissist in her song I did something bad. It seems pretty pointed. Mm-hmm. And then the next line, this is the last line I'm gonna mention from Reputation. They're burning all the witches even if you aren't one. They got their pitchforks and proof, their receipts and reasons. The receipts. Like and that has to do with the Snapchat videos. And they think that they're right and she's wrong and it's just very pointed during the reputation era. For sure. Then Taylor goes on tour. She goes on a cathartic tour with the snakes. It really felt like she released all his anger and hurt she had over this public humiliation and reclaimed her own narrative. And I was actually watching videos of her during Reputation Tour today, and I was thinking, it's so nice that she's smiling while also on stage in, like, these dark clothes and, like, Mm -hmm. this big snake coming out. Like, she really is claiming it to be her own, and she's making the best out of it, and she's happy then everything is okay. Taylor has reclaimed her narrative. Kim and Kanye have not. I mean, to me, it seems like Taylor's on top. There is a Taylor quote from Miss Americana about this, and she says, quote, the reason why that backlash hurt so much was because that used to be all I had. I felt really alone. I felt really bitter. I felt, you know, sort of like a wounded animal lashing out. I figured I had to reset everything. I had to deconstruct an entire belief system for my own personal sanity. I also was falling in love with someone who had a really wonderfully normal, balanced, grounded life, and we decided together that we wanted our relationship to be private. In January 2019, Kim is asked on the Andy Cohen show if there's still beef with Taylor, and Kim says, literally this is all she says, over it. Then in August 2019, when Lover comes out and Taylor, she's turned her snake into butterflies and the Lover books come out, there's a diary entry about the VMAs. And in this diary entry, Taylor says, quote, 
Uh, the things that can change in a week. Let's just say if you had told me Kanye West would have been the number one focus of my week, the media, and my part in the VMAs, I would have looked at you cross-eyed. If you had told me that I would win the award I was nominated for, I wouldn't have believed you. And if you had told me that one of the biggest stars in music was going to jump up on stage and announce that he thought I shouldn't have won on live television, I would have said that stuff doesn't really happen in real life. Well, apparently... It does. And that was the end of her diary entry. And that was on September 18th, 2009, from after the VMAs. So, March 21st, 2020, very recently, just a few months ago, the full 25 minutes of the call was released on YouTube, proving Taylor never lied. We will link the video and the transcripts on our website, I'm not going to read them because it would literally, it would take more than 25 minutes. And the absolute vindication that came of this was hashtag Taylor told the truth and hashtag Kanye West is over party trended worldwide on Twitter. So just a quick summary of the video. He promises to center the song so they can sit through it and talk about it. Spoiler alert, he never does. Some other interesting quotes before I get into what exactly is specific to Famous. There is a legitimate seven-minute monologue by Kanye where he talks about being a good 20 to $30 million in personal debt. He also calls himself, in the same monologue, a cultural trillionaire. Hmm. A little interesting. Uh, he also says, quote, I'm 100% going to be like a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. I think it's fun that I can like be like Charlie Sheen and be like, hey, like I got AIDS, end quote. <laughs> That's an actual quote. He said like that many times. What? What? Can we talk about the disrespect to people with AIDS and the fact that that's a huge epidemic? It's not something to monetize. No. He also blames keeping up with the Kardashians for his money problems. He, he says that he's working on the Steve Jobs kind of music. Oh, boy. All right. So let's let's get into how this directly involves Taylor now that we've gotten that fun stuff out of the way. So he starts the call and he says, quote, so my next single, I want you to tweet it. It's a good Friday to drop it. It's a good Friday song. So that's why I'm calling you that I wanted you to put the song out, end quote. So Kanye, he starts his call by saying, I have a song. I want you to release it. Taylor's confused. She's like, what? what? And Kanye says, quote, well, the reason why it would be happening is because it has a very controversial line at the beginning of the song about you. And Taylor's like, oh my God, what? Like what now? <laughs> and then he rambles for like five minutes before he even gets to it. So then Taylor's finally like, what are you talking about? Let me hear it. And Kanye says, quote, so it says to all my South side and words that know me best, I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex, end quote. So Taylor laughs, kind of relieved. She's like, well, that's not mean. I guess she was expecting much worse, which makes sense. <laughs> and then he rambles on forever oh my god, he talks about Ray J, but I bet me and Ray J would still be friends. And he's begging her to promote this on her Twitter. He says, like, you have an army. Like, this would be huge if you tweeted about it. And Taylor says, but oh my god, the buildup you gave it. I thought it was going to be, like, that stupid bitch, end quote. So she yeah. literally, like, says, like, oh my god, I thought you were going to call me a bitch. 
And then he did. We're only like a few minutes into this phone call and we've already proven that Taylor specifically said, oh my God, like I thought you were going to call me a bitch. Like I'm so relieved that you're just like going to say like you want to have sex with me or something, you know, like, wow. So then he, he rambles even longer. And then Kanye says, quote, I just had a responsibility to you as a friend. I mean, thanks for being like so cool about it. And then Taylor responds, quote, thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate it. The heads up is so nice. You'd be surprised at how many people just do things without even asking or seeing if I'd be okay with it. And I just really appreciate it. I never would have expected you to tell me about a line in one of your songs. That's really nice that you did, end quote. But he tricked her. Exactly. And this is so sad that, like, this isn't even, like, the greatest line to begin with. And she's still like, thank you for telling me. Like, I really appreciate, like, the heads up. Kanye brings up, like, you mean, like, the VMAs? And then they kind of talk about that. And then Taylor is like, quote, we have not talked about what happened. So she's saying, like, this is the first time we have ever talked, like, together about the VMAs in 2009 that happened, which is really interesting. He never sent her a personal apology. Exactly. So this phone call is, she says, we have not talked about what happened. And she laughs. So then there's more rambling. And Kanye then says quote okay now what if later in the song i was also to have said uh i made her famous is that a and taylor she's very like um excuse me she says quote Mm -hmm. did you say that kanye says yes it might have (laughs) happened might taylor says well what am i gonna do about it you know basically just saying like i mean i guess you can say whatever you want to say like what am i gonna do about it Kanye responds, uh, like, do the hair flip? What? I don't even know what that means. End quote. Gross. Okay. And then Taylor responds, yeah, I mean, um, it's just kind of like whatever at this point. But I mean, you've got to tell the story the way it happened to you and the way that you experienced it. Like, you honestly didn't know who I was before that. Like, it doesn't matter if I sold 7 million of that album before you did that, which is what happened. Like, it doesn't matter if I sold 7 million of that album before you did that, which is what happened. You didn't know who I was before me. It's fine. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. It sounds like at this point, she's just she just wants to get off the phone. He's been rambling. He's he's obviously narcissistic. It's really annoying. If you guys want to watch the whole thing or read the whole transcripts, more power to you. But this was a pain to read. Then Kanye talks about how his wife may not like the might still have sex part. And he questions like, what if she was on a TV show? And she said, me and Tom Brady might still have sex. And Taylor Swift says this quote, you have to protect your relationship. Do what's best. You just had a kid. You're in the best place of your life. I wouldn't ever advise you to fuck with that. Just pick whatever. It's cause and effect. One is going to make people feel a certain way, and it's going to be a slightly different emotion for the other. But it's not. It doesn't matter to me. There's not one that hurts my feelings and the other that doesn't. So Taylor here is saying, I I don't, like, get off the phone with me. I don't care. Like, you literally just had a kid. You just had a child. Like, go be with your wife. Like, ask her what she thinks, not me. She's trying to be respectful to someone who's literally being an asshole to her. Exactly. And then he responds to that. I'm not going to, like, finish this entire phone call, but just so you guys know, we're at the end of it. After I say this, they're kind of doing some closing things, and they're like, all right, bye. But West responds to that. Quote, yeah, it's just when I'm pointing this gun, what I tried to do differently than two years ago is, like, when I shoot a gun, I try to point it away from my face So one is a little bit more flirtatious and easier, and he just rambles. But I just thought it was interesting that he he uses this motif of a gun 
when Taylor has the line, you said the gun was mine, in her song, Look What You Made Me Do. So Taylor responds to this full release of the phone call, and she does it on her Instagram story. And she says, quote, instead of answering those who are asking how I feel about the video footage that leaked, proving that I was telling the truth the whole time about that call, you know, the one that was illegally recorded, that somebody edited and manipulated in order to frame me and put me, my family, and fans through hell for four years, swipe up to see what really matters. And from this, she linked Feeding America and World Health Organization. And then Kim responds on Twitter. She says, quote, At Taylor Swift has chosen to reignite an old exchange that at this point in time feels self-serving given the suffering millions of real victims are facing right now. I didn't feel the need to comment a few days ago and I'm actually really embarrassed and mortified to be doing it right now, but because she continues to speak on it, I feel I'm left without a choice but to respond because she's actually lying. To be clear, the only issue I ever had around the situation was that Taylor lied through her publicist who stated that Kanye never called to ask for permission. They clearly spoke, so I let you all see that. Nobody ever denied the word bitch was used without her permission. Not true. Not true. At the time when they spoke, the song had not been fully written yet. But as everyone can see in the video, she manipulated the truth of their actual conversation in her statement when her team said she declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with such a strong misogynistic message. I totally forgot. I forgot to mention this in that giant ass 25 minute long phone call. Taylor did warn him about releasing a song with a misogynistic message. It wasn't referring to that bitch. It was when they were talking about the line, Taylor might still owe me sex. That was the line that Taylor warned Kanye about. She says, the feminists are going to come after you. So this is not a lie. She did caution him about releasing a song with a strong misogynistic message. That is not a lie. He did change it so obviously he listened to it the lyric now is i feel like me and taylor might still have sex she helped kanye here in the moment where he was disservicing her the most there's a a lot of layers so to continue kim's long quote from this series of tweets Kim said, quote, the lie was never about the word bitch. It was always whether there was a call or not and the tone of the conversation. I never edited the footage, another lie. I only posted a few clips on Snapchat to make my point and the full video that recently leaked doesn't change the narrative. To add, Connie as an artist has every right to document his musical journey and process just like she recently did through her documentary. Kanye has documented the making of all of his albums for his personal archive. However, has never released any of it for public consumption, and the call between the two of them would have remained private or would have gone in the trash had she not lied and forced me to defend him. This will be the last time I speak on this because honestly, nobody cares. Sorry to bore you all with this. I know you are all dealing with more serious and important matters, end quote. People were really mad at Kim Kardashian for this because Taylor's Instagram story was very much, yeah, thanks, but come on, let's let's focus on coronavirus. This was a lengthy, like, how many minutes did that take me to get through? Like, yeah, you're really concerned with the coronavirus if you're going to tweet all of this, like, continuing to lie. She mentions it once, and not even directly. She just says that she feels mortified to be doing it right now, and that's it. 
Then there's 10 more tweets where it never mentions this again because she just lightly brings that up in the beginning to make Taylor look bad. Even though she didn't even really comment on it, she indirectly comments on the video that she did not release. Taylor did not choose to reignite this old exchange. And first of all, she did not choose for Kanye to storm her stage. Taylor didn't want any part of this. Taylor is a nice person. Exactly. I think Tree Payne, Taylor Swift's beloved publicist, responded to this very well. Quote, I'm Taylor's publicist, and this is my unedited original statement. By the way, when you take parts out, that's editing. P.S. Who did you guys piss off to leak that video? End quote. That is the statement of the century. P.S. Who did you guys piss off to leak that video? Literally, who? So that summarizes our timeline. We are now to present day. Thank God it's all over with. That is the closure to the story we literally never wanted. And to celebrate this ending, we are going to have our very first interview ever on Good For A Weekend with my very good friend, Cody. He is a major Beyonce stan and also major Kim Kardashian hater. So you may think, oh my God, you and Cody have so much in common. Well, actually, he did not love Taylor Swift. He did not for quite some time until the full phone call released. And because Ali and I are both such big Taylor fans, we wanted to have someone on to show from their point of view how they felt as someone who was very publicly not a fan of Taylor Swift to hear that and how their opinions might have changed. All right, Cody, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Cody Bufuto. I am from upstate New York. I was invited to the Good for a Weekend podcast as a Beyonce stan. For my opinion on how Beyonce and Taylor's relationship has played out through the years, and of course, the infamous 2009 VMA Awards. Yes. Why don't we start there? What was your reaction to that? Did you watch that live? I did not watch that live. I didn't either. I, of course, was shook like the rest of the world the next morning, the morning after. Um, What age were you? 2009. Let's see. So that was ninth grade. So I was... 20, 24. I was 14. Yeah, yeah so I hope you were not 24, 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. What did you think when Kanye went up on that stage? Were you like, as a Beyonce stan, were you like, yes, this is what she deserves? Or were you like, oh God, what the, what the heck is he doing up there? Get down there. Get down off of that stage. I have to be honest. I, I don't think anyone thought it was right. Even the Beyonce stands. And Beyonce herself. Oh, yeah. please. Beyonce was horrified. And that is because that is so not her motif. Mm-hmm. You know, if she's going to win, she wants to win because she won. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And especially, you know, Taylor was seven, 17 at the time, if my research is she correct. She just turned 19. 19? But okay. graduating high school. So similar, you yeah. know, age frame. She was young. She was, you know, fresh. Fresh to the industry, too. When Beyonce was 20... She had just got cast in Austin Powers. Her and Destiny's nice. Child had just, you know, gone their separate ways. So she was, you know, making her way in the industry. So she knows what it's like. She knows what it's like to have that first moment. So I'm sure she was, you know, happy for her and then horrified that someone would take it away from her. And what I didn't really, you know, I just kind of got caught up in the intrigue of it until like, a few weeks ago when Cressy asked me to be on this, that I realized that 
he really went up there for female video of the year. It wasn't even Beyonce won video of the year for single ladies. It yeah. was like it wasn't even that serious. Um, I feel like it was. It's very VMAs to like give Taylor that award and then give Beyonce you know the bigger award yeah. whereas i feel mm -hmm. like if it was the grammys they would just like let her sweep you know what yeah I mean? for sure mm -hmm. whereas like you know billy eilish won every award at the grammys yeah. beyonce and her father seen backstage beyonce was crying taylor also crying so not great kanye waste ruins the party again <laughs> and then i didn't i didn't know this until i did a little research for this uh one of the producers of the vmas went up to beyonce and said, you may or may not have won an award, so you may or may not have a chance to yield your time to Taylor, which she did. Oh, that's so nice. And she, we didn't know that. Yeah. So when Beyonce won video of the year, they were both wearing red dresses, you know, coincidence, but kind of poetic, I guess. Um, Beautiful. That's very poetic. So she said, <laughs> I remember being, you know, a young woman in the industry. She remembers winning her first award with destiny's child when she was taylor's age and she yielded her time to taylor who got to make her speech she's a generous queen that is so beautiful and that's great that the producer like gave her a heads up too that was really nice of yeah. him or her well i read that um that's the only reason taylor stayed because they were like please stay they had to beg her wow she, she wanted to go which I don't really wow, blame Wow, because she her. performed, like, right after that, too. I wonder if she even wanted to perform. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. And it was a crazy performance. Yeah, you could see in her eyes, she did. She was not excited in the beginning. W was that the performance in the, um, when she performed in the subway? In yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. She had to interact with people yeah, on the like subway. Five minutes after that happened. Which people don't even want to do yeah. willingly. So the well, I mean, I know they're extras, but like you know, the fact that she had to be like all up on these people, like they were all her best friends. She was probably secretly thinking, "Oh my god, all these extras know what I just went through." Bummer. And then she got interviewed on the red carpet after, and they were like, "Are you still a fan of Kanye?" And she just kind of shrugged, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it hurt. It hurts to watch." I want to know. What did you think when you saw that Kim Snapchat video before, like way back when it was edited and it looked like Taylor was the person in the wrong? Like, what did you think about Taylor in that moment right before she went into disappearance? Just to butt in before Cody answers, I would like everyone to know that Cody and I have been Twitter mutuals, Twitter moots for quite some time. And I've watched Cody retweet some Taylor slander for quite Are some joking? time. Are you joking? Cody! So I He's, Slander, no, he has since he has since grown actually and i'm pretty sure they were I've all retweets repent. too they were not in his own words so i i am interested to know this response and also cody this is a safe space you do not have to act like you were a major taylor fan just to please good for a weekend listeners we get it we want to know how you feel speak your mind speak your truth we want to we want to understand i have to be honest when kim posted that i was like "Ooh, taylor is such a snake She's trying to play the victim. Again. Which, you know, you have you have to give it to Kim, Kim Kardashian waste. <laughs> it was a good lie, was it not? It's pretty solid. It was a good lie and it was well placed and I believed it. She had me sold. I have another question. Someone had tweeted something along the lines of we mentioned it earlier in the episode. Someone had tweeted that Taylor made her career out of playing the victim. At that time, would you have agreed with that statement? At that time, yes. 
<gasps> Understandable. I would. But I do um I do have some figures for you know how she really kind of made Kanye her bitch. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Let's, I want to hear so, these figures. Yeah. All right. So I did some Googling and, um, you know, the 2020 update of the call leaked and it was pretty obvious that uh, Kim doctored, not, you know, not so much doctored it, but edited it really flattering for her and Kanye. For sure. And he begged Taylor. He was like, you have an army. He begged Taylor to promote the song. She said she wouldn't. All right. So are you ready for this? I'm scared. The mm-hmm. Reputation Stadium Tour is the 18th most successful tour of all time. Oh my God, Cody, I love you. <laughs> just behind Bruce Springsteen and just in front of the Rolling Stones. She's in front of the Rolling so, Stones? In front of the Rolling Stones. Shit. But they might, they might be somewhere on. Oh, they're also nine on the list and four. But listen. Why is Ed Sheeran number oh, one, though? God. That kind of makes me sick. Ed Sheeran? I went to his tour, so I contributed You're part to of that, the problem, but... Allie. Oh. No, but... it's Ed Sheeran. So, you know, while we're on the topic of Beyonce, the Reputation Tour, 53 shows, grossed $345.7 million. Chunk of change. The Formation Tour, 49 tours, million dollars so taylor has almost you know a hundred million dollars on beyonce herself which is insane and then the saint pablo tour 41 shows 52.8 million so embarrassing i love these statistics (laughs) keep it coming i can you ready for this (laughs) dot 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 ready for it Reputation sold 2.2 million physical copies worldwide in its first week. Life of Pablo, total 28,000 physical copies. <laughs> so, wait, I'm sorry. Who made who famous? Yeah. Oh, literally. Shit. Oh. Cody. Mike drop. Cody. Kanye flop. But I think, you know, something that has to be addressed in the conversation, Taylor versus Kanye it seems that it's kind of Taylor and Beyonce and Jay-Z versus Kim and Kanye, which it kind of seems like the world versus Kim and Kanye at this point. Yeah. This kind of their, like, we keep calling it their brand, but it is kind of their brand. They kind of want to stay controversial mm-hmm. to stay in the media and stay relevant. Well, one of the things I had written down for this was, you know, Beyonce's brand, I guess you could call it, is, you know, she had that infamous interview where she said, people don't make albums anymore, that she prefers people to see her body of work rather than what she's doing on the day to day, which Kim is Kim is in the industry because she shows everyone what she's doing on the day to day, which, mm-hmm. you know, is fine. She's a reality star. That's her job. One thing I do love or not love, but like appreciate about their media relevance is the fact that Kanye threw out all of Kim's old clothes when they got married. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, on, like, if I was Kim Kardashian's best friend, I'd be like, uh, that's worrisome. But he called all of Kim's clothes, like, cheesy, essentially, and threw out all of her clothes and then re She started out as a personal stylist, so he basically said, like, fuck your line of business. I'm in charge now. (laughs) That's so fucked up. So while we're on Kim and Kanye, just in general, the two of them, do you have any strong opinions on them either way? 
You're like indifference. I mean, indifferent. Yeah. Do what you got to do. We're sick of it, though. Yeah, we're t- imagine how tired <laughs> I mean, we are. <laughs> imagine how tired we are. It's just like, what's the appeal anymore? Yeah. And then, not to get political, but once Kanye like aligned with Trump and made all those like really it's just like gross statements. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just kind of like his rant. Nah, we're done. Yeah, and he Thanks, did that though. on tour too. Yes. He ended the St. Pablo tour early by ranting that Jay-Z wouldn't let their daughter have play dates. Oh, jeez. Probably because Connie is a little unhinged. Just a little, <laughs> probably not clearly. Safe. Back to Taylor. So you kind of just brushed on it very gently. What is your opinion now? How do you feel about her now? So I listened, I listened to her whole body of work. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say most iconic album, just because it went with the era, Reputation. Yes! Personal win! Favorite Ugh. song, Blank Space. Good for a weekend! <gasps> Another GFA win! And I have to be honest, my least favorite album, Speak Now, but definitely has some iconic bops. So before, <laughs> before the full phone call came out, did you like turn the radio station if Taylor came on, or were you kind of indifferent at that point, do you think? Um, it was kind of like, uh, I'll let it rock, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to let anyone Like, did know. Shake It Off, you know like, make I mean? you want to die? Shake It Off particularly, not a big fan. If you don't like Taylor, that's, like, the worst song ever. Because it was everywhere at Ooh. that time. If you played Tim McGraw or Picture to Burn, Ooh. I would have went eight. We love Picture to Burn. Picture to Burn? Are you a country Taylor stan, Cody? I honestly, I love some country Taylor. Red? The title track, Red Fire. Let's talk about the full phone call. Because I know you had some reactions, Cody, because I saw them all happening live on Twitter. Just to remind our listeners, Cody and I are BFFs on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at (laughs) B-U-F-F underscore C-A-D-D-U-D-O. That's buff underscore Caduto. I'm doing it right now. Full phone call. (laughs) I, I mean... I feel like me and Cressy, like the rest of the world, were shook to the core. The narrative all along was a lie. Kim spun a great lie, but to to hear Kanye begging Taylor to promote her, like, and say that he was song, in debt, like over twenty million dollars in debt, he admitted that to her. Like, yes, yikes. he did. I, and I mean, I remember, um, I remember that moment on Twitter where Kim was like. Well, you can all stop saying that Kanye's in debt because I just made eighty million from my video game and transferred sixty million to our joint account. And I'm like, that's kind of sad. Awkward. He took all your money. Why would <laughs> you I, publicize that? It's yeah. I mean, she's so public with it, and and I guess just in my opinion, it's kind of tacky. Like that doesn't yeah. seem like something Taylor or Beyonce would ever never. say. Ever. Never. Heck they would never no. discuss a figure. Beyonce and Jay Z mm. would never talk about their joint finances ever. And the, o- the only thing she's ever said is, of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And that was kind of boss. That's all she needed was, to say. That was more than kind of boss. It was extremely boss. And now it's time for the second segment ever of Gamer Girls featuring a special guest. Are you ready to hear the name of your game, Cressy and Cody? Let's hear it. I'm dot, dot, dot ready for it. It's called 
Starbucks lovers sing along. What? <laughs> so for this edition of Gamer Girls, it's called Starbucks lovers sing along. We're gonna go over seven eras of songs, but I'm gonna let Cressy and Cody choose what song they think they know the lyrics most to, and then we're gonna prove them wrong. <laughs> for each era, I have selected three songs. So I picked a number one, number two, and number three song. The number one song is a song that I think it would be the hardest to remember the lyrics to. Number two, a little bit middle ground, probably not known by everyone. Number three, I think even Cody would know it as a not super Taylor stan. But the thing is, I'm gonna give you the line leading up to the lyric I think you should memorize. And for each word you miss, depending on if it's a number one, number two, or number three, if it's a number one song, you're gonna lose one point for each word you miss or say wrong. For a number two song, you're gonna lose two points for every word you miss or say wrong. And for a number three song, which is a song that I think even people who hate Taylor Swift, but I've heard her on the radio, should know every word to. So you're gonna lose three points to every word you get wrong. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. I've never been good at math, but I think I get it. Yeah, I'm gonna give you three options. And at the end of the day, if you end up only with a deduction of 22 points, I'm gonna tell you, you're Taylor Elite. Ooh. If you end up with a deduction that's under 50 points, you're like middle ground, you're like a Taylor fan, you're a Fairweather fan. If you end up with a deduction of over 50 points, you might as well tweet out hashtag Taylor Swift is over right this second. Shall we start with Taylor Swift's namesake album? Yes. Taylor Swift, Country Taylor. You said you liked Tim McGraw and Picture to Burn. So Cody, this might be your chance to shine. Oh, here we go. The number one song, the song that I think is the hardest to pick the lyrics to, so for every word you miss, you're gonna get a deduction of one point. I'm only me when I'm with you. Okay. The number two song, you'll get deducted two points for every word you miss. I'm starting to understand the game now. Okay, go on. Picture to burn. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, Cody, I'm looking at you. Song number three, teardrops on my guitar. Iconic. Definitely don't know that anymore. Let's do picture to burn. Picture to picture burn. Picture to burn. Cody, are you committed to that? Deal. Yeah. All right, Cody, so I'm going to give you a prompt. I'm going to read you the sentence that comes before the line in the song. Okay. So for picture to burn, it's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words I want you to guess. So you have the potential to lose 16 points here. Uh-oh. But Cressy can save you in the last 15 seconds. Okay? okay. And if you come around saying you're sorry to me, my blank, 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 blank. Go. Daddy's gonna show you how sorry you'll be. He got it. He likes the song. That was child's play. He likes child's the song. Play. He likes child's the song. Next. All right. Next. Next. Next caller. You can't get us. Dream team. All right. The next era is fearless. Are you ready for fearless, Cressy and yes. Cody? All right. The number one song, the song I think you would know the least, and you'd only lose one point for each word you miss. Hey, Steven. Oof. The second song, White Horse. Oof. The third song, Love Story. What song are you going to go with? Love Story, it's right? Have to be Love Story. I could do Hey, Steven, but I, I know I could not do White Horse. I couldn't do either, to be honest. All right. 
We keep quiet cause we're dead if they knew. So close your eyes. Blank, 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 blank. Oh, oh. Go. Oh. We keep quiet cause we're dead if they knew. So close your eyes. Blank, 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 blank. Oh, Cressy, your turn, your turn. I'll give you 10. I'll give Is you it, let's keep quiet for a little while? You got two words. Actually, you got three words. No, you got four words. You got four a little while. So I'm right. No, you got four words out of the seven. Are you ready That's for the bad. ones that you missed? Yes, what is it? Escape this town for a little while. Oh, oh okay. okay. So because that was worth three points each, you lost nine points. Ouch. I'll take it. You'll it's take not bad. It. We still, we've still done well. Let's keep it going. But you want to be Taylor Elite. You want to be under that 22 Oh, my points. God. <laughs> We're doing great. Are you ready for Speak Now era? Cody's least favorite era. Favorite. Let's hear it. Honestly, some right. of the most iconic bops, though. It, I mean, you're not wrong, Cody. You're I'm not, not wrong. wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Number one song, Haunted. Ooh. Number two song, Last Kiss. Number three song. You lose three points for every word you miss. Mean. Yes. What do you want to choose? I could do mean or last kiss. I'm going to have to say mean. I can't do last kiss. High stakes. Let's do it. Three points for every word you miss. This one, you're lucky. It's only four words, so you only have the opportunity to lose 12 points. And I'm first, correct? Yes, and you're first for the first 15 seconds. Okay. Are you ready to hear your prompt? You with your voice like nails. Blank, 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 blank. Go. You with your voice like nails on the chalkboard calling me out when I'm wounded, you. Yeah! You honestly, it was calling me out like I'm nothing, but that wasn't one of the words, so you got all the words. Congrats! Oh, all right. Woo! All right, all right. All right. Good job. All right, are you ready for the next era? I feel like we need to switch things up since Cody is doing so well. I think switch. I should go first. All Cressy right, Cressy's, Cressy's calling shit. Cressy wants first. I'm going to let you butt in whenever you want, Cody, because Cressy's going to know a lot. So you can butt in. <laughs> Red, your number one option, state of grace. Your number two option, all too well. Your number three option, 22. What lyrics do you think you know the best? I think I can do State of Grace. I can only save you State on 22. Of Grace. 22? That's the only thing I can save you on. So if you can do State of Grace. Okay. Let's... Hold on. Hold on. Let, let me, let me like, think about this for a second. I'll let you think. Okay. I'll let you think. Do you know what? Let, let's do 22 because I really feel like we both together can get them all. It's a safe bet for 22. For 22, you're going to lose three points for each word, but it's only four words. So 12 points possible lost. Okay. Child's play. Let's go. Uh-uh. It seems like one of those nights. We blank, 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 blank. Ditch the whole scene. <laughs> Duh. I'm on fire. 1989. Are you ready, Cressy? All right. Your number one choice. You only lose one point for every word you miss. This love. Can't do that one. <laughs> I knew. Number two. Welcome to New York. Number three. Blank space. Blank space all the way. Blank space, right. just because I want to sing That's his favorite it. song. That is my favorite Taylor song. All right, let's see if this can be put to the test. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. 
Wait, the worst is yet to come. Oh no. Screaming, crying, perfect storm. I can make all the tables turn. Oh my Rose god! Garden filled with You're way too good at this. Keep you second guessing, like. Okay, oh my show off. Who is show off? I get drunk on jealousy. We'll come back each time you leave. Cause, Cause I'm a nightmare. That's like a daydream. All right, y'all are looking like Mike. Taylor Elite right now. You're looking like Taylor Elite. All that right. was too easy. That was too easy. That was should not have given blank space as an option. <laughs> I, well, I felt like because I called it Starbucks lovers sing along, oh. I had to. All right, reputation. Reputation. Number one option: dress. <laughs> <laughs> what? Number two option. Don't blame me. My favorite song. Number three option. Dot dot dot. Ready for it. It's gonna have to be ready for it. I'm sorry, Cressy. It's fun. All right. I like that. I like the like dramatic irony of this. All right. And I don't. Dot dot dot. Ready for I it. I don't know if I'm ready for it. <sighs> me, I was a robber. First time that he saw me. Stealing hearts and blank 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 blank. Running off and never saying sorry. Why is this so easy for you guys? That was too easy. Ah! I could finish the rest of the song right now. I'm about to go back and make you guys Dream do all the number one. team. The teamwork is incredible. The teamwork is really out of this world. Lover, I'm going to flop. So. All right, let's see it. I want to see you flop. <laughs> <laughs> She's praying on my downfall. All right. They love to see you fall. For lover era, number one option, death by a thousand cuts. Number two option, the archer. Number three option, lover. I guess lover. This is gonna suck. I'm really worried that Cressy's gonna get this right off the bat. Oh god. Okay, ready? Ready. I'm scared. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand with every guitar string scar on my hand? I take this magnetic force of a man to be my lover. My blank 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 blank. You have the opportunity to lose 24 points here. Go. Pass it to me. No, he has 15 seconds. Does Cody have it? Does Cody have it? Nope. Is it my, my, my lover? All right. <laughs> no. All right. 15 seconds. All right, Cressy, you have 15 seconds. Go. What's the What's the ending of the lines that you just said? Ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand? Will you please stand with every guitar string score on my hand? My, I take this magnetic force of my... I take this magnetic force of a man to be my lover. My heart's been broken and yours has been blue. All's well that ends well to end up with you. Am, am I done? You missed one word. What did I miss? It wasn't broken. It was borrowed. Borrowed. That's fine. I'll take it. So y'all are already Taylor Elite. You're only at 12 points missed. Wow. You know what? I think I want to challenge y'all to be Elite Elite. This is the last question I'll ask you tonight. Okay. I want you to, I'll let you choose the era, and I'm going to choose any of the number one songs that I think are the hardest to remember the lyrics to. What era do you want? I don't know if I knew any of the number ones. I'll read you the number ones. For Taylor yeah. Swift era, I'm only me when I'm with you. Nope. For Fearless era, it's Hey Steven. Oh, oh that's like my favorite Taylor song. I could do that. For Speak Now, Haunted. For Red, State of Grace. For 1989, This Love. For Reputation, Dress. And for Lover, Death by a Thousand Cuts. I, All right. Hey, Steven, and I'll take this one, Cody. Thank God. Are you I don't ready? know a single one. You have the potential to lose six points. Okay. 
The way you walk, the way you talk. The way you walk, the way you talk, the <laughs> way you say my name. It's beautiful, wonderful, don't you ever change. You know what, Crazy? <laughs> I had to give you a stand. We still won, Cody. We still won. Thank you so much for having me. Follow me on Twitter, save the bees, and stream lover. Wonderful. God bless. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. That was excellent. That was a great game. Allie, you did great. We are elite.